of the warm heart. Good morning. You ready to get your worship on today? I'm ready. Are you all ready? Let's stand and sing. Graves into gardens.
Heavenly Father, we ask your blessings upon the group gathered here today that, that as we face what we face this week, this month, this year, we know that you reign. Whether it's cancer, we know that you reign. Whether it's floods or earthquakes or famine, we know that you reign. Whether it's trouble in our relationships, trouble in our families, trouble with our parents, trouble with our kids, we know that you reign. For all the worries that we have, for all the fears that we, that we just bring, we know that you reign. So Lord, help us to put you, you at the center so that we can find that joy, we can find that happiness, we can find that peace that, that surpasses all understanding. And today we just come and worship. We worship the one that truly matters. We worship the one that holds, holds our life in your hands. And God, just bless the folk who are here today, who are joining us online, that, that we remember that we walk with you, that we don't walk this walk alone, but with the love of those in this room, of those in our congregation, those in our families, but more importantly, we walk with you with the one who made us, created us, sustains us, and who will someday welcome us home. It's in your son's name that we offer up this prayer and the, and the prayer that he shared with his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy will come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let's take a moment and greet those around us in Christian love. If you're like fifth grade on down, come on down. This is your time in worship. I see a couple kids that we got. Come on down. <gasps> Yay, good to see you. Oh, and young at heart. There's, there's another kid that's coming. That'd be pretty cool. Awesome. Here he comes. Here comes Batman. Yay. So I was, I was walking through my grandma's house last week, 
it's been a long time since I've been in grandma's house. She doesn't, grandma doesn't really own grandma's house anymore. Grandma now lives somewhere else. But a grandkid owned grandma's house and said, come on down, take a look. So we were looking through all her house, upstairs, downstairs, the ping pong table where the scary rooms are up there. Uh, but I, we, we, we opened up the toy closet. She had a toy closet. And there were some toys in there from 1946 that were metal that we wouldn't give kids today. But uh, there, was a, there was a whole bunch of books that I remembered. And I, I grabbed one off. And I thought, Aesop's Fables. I know. Have you ever heard of Aesop? No, it kind of throws me off. It starts with an A, but we call it Aesop. Aesop. And, and I opened it up and I thought, this is what I want to share for children's time. And I said, could I have this book for children's time? And they said, no, it belongs to Grandma. It stays here. Like, all right, this belongs here. So I don't have it with us. But this was the story that I remember. And maybe you've heard this before. Okay? There once was a boy who was on top of a hill and he took care of some sheep. Yes, before. You've heard this before? And he took care of the sheep? Yes. But, and then, and he thought he'd play a trick on all the villagers down below. What did he, what, what did he, what did he yell? What did he yell? Did he yell wolf? A wolf. A wolf. You know the story? And, and do you know what a wolf sounds like? Help me out. What's a wolf sound like? What's a wolf sound like? So he made all these wolf noises. And, and wolf. And all the villagers came up the hill. And they, they didn't come alone. They came with pitchforks. And they came with swords. And they came with knives. And they came with things to do battle with, with the wolves. Because the wolves could take care of the sheep pretty quick. And so they wanted to save the sheep. But they got up there and the boy just laughed. Ha, 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 I fooled you all. And they all went back down to the village grumbling. The next day, the boy thought he had so much fun, so he did it again. What do you you say? Yeah, he did that. Wolves! And and up, and the villagers, they came on up the hill. And sure enough, there's 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 no wolves, but just a little boy laughing at him. Ha, 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 I fooled you again. Well, the next day, third day, he thought, I wonder if I could pull this off again. But just, just as he was thinking that, he looked in the trees, and in the trees he saw some eyes looking at him. And outside the eye, and the, the, uh, they came out of the trees, and there were like three or four really hungry wolves. Oh, oh. And what do you think he did? Um, went to the villagers and did it again. He, did, he went to he, wolves! Wolves! And what do you think the villagers did? Nothing. They thought he was tricking them again. Yeah. Now, in the book that my grandma had, it, I, I don't know if they'd write it like this today, but they said, and the, and the sheep were all eaten, and they never saw the little boy again. I don't know if they'd write it like that today. But it got the point across, didn't it? The boy who cried, woof. Yeah. Well, Jesus also told us some stories about, about telling stories or about lying. And in, in one of his most famous sermons, uh, he said, let your yes be yes and let your no be no. Just tell the truth. Everywhere you go, life is so much easier. You don't have to remember as much if you tell the truth. And uh, hopefully that's a lesson 
that we all take, whether you're, whether you're six, whether you're seven, whether you're 67. Just, just be a person of integrity. And uh, that's what integrity means. It just means one, one story, one, one person, integer. Uh, but I do know this truth. God loves you. And that, that's no lie. Can you pray with me? God above, we ask your blessings upon these little ones that as they grow in love and godliness that they, they remember that they don't walk this walk alone. But they walk with you. The love of their families, those who care for them, the love of this congregation, and the one who made them. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Thanks for coming down. I think there's Sunday school. You're welcome to go. Except for you guys, I need you in the band. So you can come on this way. I know. And as they're off to Sunday school, as we take our uh, offertory today, uh, sometimes we'll have music, sometimes we'll have videos, but uh, this morning I don't have any of that. I want to ask you a question, so I'm going to ask the folk to take the offertory today. And while they do that, someone asked me a while back, uh, where, where is your congregation from? I said, well, we're in Meridian. They said, well, yeah, where are they from from? So I'm just, I'm just going to ask you, how many people are from Idaho that you consider Idaho your home, your hometown that you grew up in? Less than half. Less than half. California. Do we have California in the house? Got, got a few of them. Oregon? Got a few from Oregon. Washington. I think we got a Washington. Arizona? Arizona. Utah. No Utah in the house. Uh, Tennessee. We had a few Tennessee. I thought we had a Tennessee. Missouri. Got a Missouri. Uh, Nebraska. Woo! I'm not catching you guys. Am I? Ohio. Ohio. California. Ohio. What have I missed? Pacific Northwest, and you'll be there. All right. Florida. You know, we had almost every state in the first service except for Florida, and someone said we're better off. Oh, Florida. I know. They were there. Florida. Good. Pastor. University of Central Florida that just beat Boise State two weeks ago. Right there. They did better yesterday. Yay. Wherever you're from, we are blessed that you were here. Thank you for the gifts, for the offertory. May they, may they support not only ministries in our area, but our nation and our world. And you never know, it might touch where you are from as well. Amen. Tom has our scripture today. Good morning. This reading today is from Exodus chapter 20. Genesis chapter 18 and Proverbs chapter 14. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. And from Genesis chapter 18, verses 10 through 15, then one of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance of the tent which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah were already very old, and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, 
After I'm worn out and my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure? Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I really have a child now that I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I did not laugh. But he said, Yes, you did laugh. And from Proverbs chapter 14, verses 5 and 25. An honest witness does not deceive, but a false witness pours out lies. A truthful witness saves lives, but a false witness is deceitful. The truth, the whole truth, and... Ah, you all watch Perry Mason. I love it. Uh, The worship leader I had at the first service was a lawyer back in the day, and I could just feel his eyes on me as we were doing doing the sermon on, on the ninth command. Thou shalt not lie. We have considered the commands of God delivered by Moses to the people of Israel. Now, these people were slaves. These were ragamuffins out of Egypt, out under the yoke, uh, if, if, if the numbers are to be believed, 600,000 of them are now just filtering through the wilderness, willy-nilly, no rules. So the very first thing that God says is, we need some rules. And so we get the Ten Commandments. This is how we're going to live. And the ninth one comes in. Thou shalt not bear false witness. But first, a confession. Hi, I'm Pastor Mike, and I'm a liar. There, maybe, I know, first service kind of gasped. It's like, all right, maybe not liar. Sometimes I exaggerate. I know you've never done that. There may have been times I have not told the whole truth. That's where I really get in trouble. You know, the lie of omission. Uh, Stephanie has learned to ask questions, my wife. Uh, Not just to me, but to the kids. Did you brush your teeth today? Or, I'm sorry, let me backtrack. Did you brush your teeth? Yes. Today? <laughs> yes. With toothpaste. All right, fine, I'll go back. Like, like, you've got, you, specific questions have to be shared in our family because we will t- we'll tell the truth. But you know how that goes. Uh, I saw a Gallup study that 75% of couples have lied to each other about the cost of something that they bought recently. Uh, mm, this shirt was only this. These golf clubs were only that. We're getting to the time of Christmas commercials when you see the car commercials. Like, I don't know what their families are like because if I came home and said, honey, and I got this Lexus with a giant bow, she, she would, she, I would be a dead man. Like, we didn't talk about this. Uh, maybe some families are different and they could pull that off. But, mm, yeah, I got a good deal. I've never told a lie in a sermon. <gasps> well, you know, these stories, are, these stories are mostly true. Kind of true. Sort of true. <laughs> never let the truth get in the way of a good story. But, <laughs> but why do we lie? Well, to get ourselves out of jams, isn't it? That's the very first command that kids learn that, uh, that, that they break. You know, 
Thou shalt not lie. We learn to lie at a young age because it's just easier. And there's no punishment. In our family, if we, if we lied about, if we did something wrong, uh, we got punished. But if we lied about it, the penalty was like three times fold. So we learned somewhere along the line that it's just better to tell the truth. Uh, and it's not just kids. Teenagers. College-age kids. 30-year-olds. Uh, recently, not, uh, not at this church and not my family, but at, a, at another church, I remember a family that was just, just blown apart because grandma lied about who was getting what in the will. You know, it, have a reading of the will before you die. Uh, it just helps so much. Uh, just, you know, do what you want with your estate. Just don't, just don't lie about it. For us this morning, I want to try to fully comprehend how these ancient rules still apply to us. And if, if there's any middle ground at all, or if it's just straight up, thou shalt not bear false witness. Now, we usually say lie, right? Don't lie. But the, but the uh, command actually says, thou shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor. And it sounds very courtroom-ish, doesn't it? Well, that's what it was. Thou shalt not lie under oath uh, in, in times of you know, contracts, in times of uh, <laughs> making community promises. Thou shalt not bear false witness. You shall tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Here we have all, the, all these people wandering through the wilderness. There's no courts. The only justice that you have is, is, is within community. And the only thing that holds community together is trust, is faithfulness. That's, that's the backbone of a family, isn't it? That's the backbone of all the marriages that, uh, that, that we do with the, with the vows. It's the promises. And you can't lie. Because lies destroy promises. Lies destroy relationships. So that's why it made it in the top nine of all the commands that you think could be in there. Lying made, made the list. Some people think it's all right to lie just in general conversation, but I'll tell the truth when I get to a grand jury. In my family growing up, uh, my, my mom had, had, had the nuclear option. Uh, she had a phrase. The phrase was, do you put your hand on the Bible? It was, it, it just got to DEFCON 4, if, if she said that. Uh, she thought we were telling a story or a fib or something like that. Do you put your hand on the Bible? We didn't have actually a Bible there to do that. But if we lied on that one, game over. We were dead. She would talk about, you, you remember what happened to Brother Jimmy? We didn't have a Brother Jimmy. <laughs> But that was her way of saying, remember, this is what Jimmy did right before he died. Like, oh, oh, oh. We've passed that tradition on to our kids, if you ask them about their brother Jimmy. Yeah. Um, which is it's not a fair question, because you can't do it all the time, because then it shows you don't trust your kids either. Uh, but we knew that if we lied on that one, who can you trust? Can you trust anything that comes out of their mouth? Your mother may have taught you sticks and stones can break your bones, but words will never hurt you, and that's a lie. Words hurt. 
I don't remember some of the bones that are broken, but I remember some of the words that people have shared. Words matter. Let your words be love. Let your words be kind. Let your no be no. Let your yes be yes. My kids have learned that when we say the word maybe, it really means no. Dad, can we do this? Maybe. Yeah, it's never going to (laughs) happen. I'm just going to skip ahead here. I wrote this on a plane last night coming back from Grandma's house. And now some of these paragraphs don't quite make sense uh, than they did at 11 o'clock last night. Satan, the devil, the evil one, whatever you want to call him, he's got another name. He's not the father of stealing. He's not the father of adultery. He's not the father of taking the Lord's name in vain. He's not the father of coveting. You know what he's called? The father of lies. So scripture calls him. He's the father of lies. Adam and Eve in the garden, the very first lie happened when the serpent told him, uh, told him to tell the story. Anytime there's lying going on, the devil is somewhere prowling out there. Now I'm talking real lies. I'm not talking the whole lies of like, does this make me look good? You can lie on that one, right? It's, it's kindness. <laughs> There's kindness and mercy there. But what destroys families? Lies. What destroys relationships? Lies. What can destroy a community? Lies. What can destroy a nation? Lies. My, my father-in-law still feels lied to when he went off to Vietnam. Lies. Let me tell you something that's not a lie. You are loved. Do you know how much God loves you? He gave his only son for you. I love my children. I don't think I can give up my son for you. I'm not God. But God can do that. Sometimes we feel like we're lied to by the press or by, 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 by the politicians or by the community or even by our own family. But some of the most dangerous lies that we have are the lies that we tell ourselves. When you start to believe the lies... When you feel like you're nothing, when you feel like you're not worthy, when you, when, you, when you lay awake at night and you replay every bad thing that you've ever done that no one else remembers, he's the father of lies. Do you know what Jesus called himself? The truth. Father of lies. The way, the truth, and the life. Which one are you going to believe? You are worthy. You are beloved. You are precious in his sight. Most of you have someone sitting next to you. Can you turn to each other and just say, you are precious? You are precious. Believe it. Believe it. Some of the most dangerous lies we believe are the ones we tell ourselves. I want you to know that you are loved, that you are precious.
And that's no lie. And the family of God said, Amen. Amen. Our closing song today, I don't have my bulletin. What is it? River of Life. Life. You're not telling me a story, are you? River of Life. Let's stand and sing together. worship team. Thank you to the team upstairs and for all the folk joining us online and to all of you. May God be with you till we meet again. And the family of God said, Amen. Amen.